0: And thank you for taking the time to listen to us this evening. We're going to have a really great show. Where we're going to be talking about something that's a little controversial uh, this evening, but it's something that is definitely a conversation that needs to be had. And, of course, I am joined by my co-host tonight, Mr. Ray Payne. He's having a little technical difficulties over there, but he's in the house. I'm, I'm just what's gonna going wait for
1: going everybody. Is. Hey, there you go. <laughs> what's good? Look, what in the hell? Okay. uh Okay. Uh, every, every, everything's good? Y'all. Yeah, we 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 good now. Okay. Oh my, what
0: in the hell was that? It, it, it's okay. Okay. You're here. That's all that matters. Yes,
1: I am. Man.
0: Yes, yes. So, tonight, what's up,
1: Stacey? You looking well.
0: Well, oh, thank you. You know, I have a nice little tan. Nice Just so got that. back from a little mini vacation.
1: Oh, where was you at? You tell people?
0: I was in Las Vegas.
1: Oh, where the thoughts go to flight,
0: I don't know about that. Vegas
1: and Miami.
0: But I definitely had a great time, so I'm still recovering. Oh, you better in Vegas. You had a great there. time, so I'm glad to be back. Uh, but tonight, like I said, we're going to be talking about something a little controversial, so... Rasha, I want you to tell our audience what we'll be discussing this evening.
1: We're just going to talk about the racial issues that are going on in the country right now. You know, it's recent events that took place in uh, Virginia last weekend that uh, we need to talk about. That definitely uh, warrants some attention. So we want to talk about current conditions and Ways that we can improve or if we can even improve. So I think that's something that definitely should be talked about.
0: But first, we're going to hop right into our celebrity and entertainment news, as we always do. So last week, we talked about Usher and his alleged accuser who accused him of sleeping with her and not Acknowledging or disclosing that he has herpes in which Usher has denied that he has hooked up with his accuser. But what's interesting is an employee recently at the Days Inn Hotel in Atlantic City confirmed that she had seen Usher and his accuser the night of the alleged encounter. And now Usher is firing back and denies being with her at the hotel. Now, according to TMZ, sources close to Usher claims that he was not with her because he was too busy falling in love with his then-girlfriend, Grace Miguel. And at the time of the alleged encounter, Grace was Usher's manager, and they reportedly spent all of their free time together. Now, Usher's camp says when they weren't together during their free time, it was all business and the two were inseparable. So, of course, Usher has been denying these allegations, and now this employee from the Days Inn is coming forward saying, no, it's true, I saw them together. But, you know, listen, I'm not putting anything past anyone, but I would think that Usher could get a better hotel than the Days Inn <laughs> for his hookups. I'm just I saying.
1: Uh, I think Usher just can get a better person for his hookups. I mean, if, if we gonna go there. Uh, I, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah,
1: and and I just like the fact that Usher denied a rumor that nobody believed was true in the first place. Like, come on now. Yeah, 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 Usher, that's cool, but now that we have your attention, can I ask you another question? (laughs) Do you have what we think you got? Can you you deny? He ain't said nothing about that. He
0: has not issued a statement as of yet in terms of him, himself. Or from his camp, stating that he does not have herpes. So,
1: so I, I just find we'll it see. hilarious. You know, this person accused you of herpes. This one did. It didn't even a dude. You know, wasn't it a guy that said he got it. Mm-hmm. But all the allegations. It, you speak about the one that we just know ain't true. Okay, thanks, Sasha. <laughs> oh God, we got it.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, moving on to our next story. Okay, so basketball wife. Even though she's not a basketball wife, but. She's a cast member on the series Basketball Wives. Evelyn Lazada, in case you guys haven't heard, it has been revealed that she and her former fiance Carl Crawford have called off their engagement. So a lot of people didn't even know. That they had called off their engagement. They thought they were still together because Evelyn has been seen wearing her engagement ring. But it appears that she has no intentions on giving back that $1.4 million engagement ring. Now, according to TMZ, you know, Carl proposed to Evelyn back in 2013 with that ring, and the two were supposedly to. Take the walk down the aisle a couple of weeks ago, actually. But Evelyn decided to end things after becoming suspicious about Carl's fidelity. Now, if Carl wants his ring back, he can technically get it back since an engagement ring is seen as a promise. So he can get it back, actually, if he wanted to. It's like a promise, but there's no actual documentation that is in stone saying... If something should happen in terms of this engagement, that you have to return the ring or you can keep the
1: ring. Uh, how much is this ring worth?
0: $1.4 million.
1: And didn't he just sign a contract for like a hundred and something? No, he's
0: actually retired.
1: Well, isn't he worth well, a lot?
0: He was at one point in time, but I'm sure he's still worth his money. That's what
1: I'm saying. You know? So I, I don't think that one point, that's pocket change to that man right now. Evelyn, you can keep that little chip. And. You know, c- can I just speak about that real quick? You know, sure. it, it, it's the fact that, what is the definition of insanity? Sanity? I said the definition of oh. insanity. Oh, of um, insanity. Yes. I said,
0: I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. the opposite.
1: No, no, no. What's the definition of insanity? What did they say? They're doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, correct?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Evelyn, leave these athletes alone, babe.
0: But that's what she likes. <laughs>
1: But why you expect them to be different? Didn't you? The last one headbutt you because of some infidelity issues. I mean, and then didn't you leave the one before that one because of some infidelity? Just, just athletes, just, they don't work with you, or you can't work with them. Why you keep getting with these dudes expecting them to be faithful? Just stop. Well, just just, just stop. Be be that strong, independent sister. You know. Be, be that I was gonna say strong black woman, but she Puerto Rican. But you know, I don't know what I mean. Just be a strong woman of color.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to our next story. Are you familiar with Tyler the Creator?
1: Uh, yeah, I know Tyler.
0: Okay. Well, Tyler the Creator recently visited the No Waves Coops Tunes radio show this week, where he opened up a little bit about his sexuality. Now, during the interview, he spoke on being accused of being homophobic. And at that moment, he decided to dispel the rumor with a little bit of tea. So he said, quote, I had a boyfriend when I was 15 in effing Hawthorne. The Odd Future Rapper explained. He also went on to say, if that's not open-minded, then I don't know what the F is. Now, Tyler's sexuality has once again become a topic of discussion in recent months after he dropped his Flower Boy album. The project contains songs laced with statements hinting towards him being attracted to men. For example, in his song Ain't Got Time, one of the lyrics read, quote, Next line will have him like, whoa, I've been kissing white boys since 2004. Or both. Are you surprised by this?
1: Not really. i uh, not either. Only because I don't think I even believe it. i just be honest with you. Tyler, the creator, seemed like he one of them shock value dudes. Mm-hmm. Like he just does things to get a rise out of people. And, you know, like, oh, my God. So, you know, being gay is hot. Like, that's what's in right now. You know, the gays is what's popping. So he's trying to get that. Gay money, I guess. I don't. I don't know. It, it just seemed like th- this is all just putting on for something. But if it's true, then hey, that's cool. I guess you know. Yeah. Well. Diverse and hip hop, you know, shaking it up. We we don't have a. Oh, do we have an openly gay rapper? I don't think we do. Well, I'm not sure that's we mainstream. do. mainstream. Like, Why not mainstream? I'm sure there's one out there. But you know, maybe he, uh, you know, paid away. For the rest of
0: them. Yeah, possibly. Come on, you know. All right. Well, moving on to our next story. Now, LeBron James has teamed up with Octavia Spencer for a drama series about Madam C.J. Walker. Now, this is something I am definitely interested in because Madam C.J. Walker has always been one of my biggest inspirations. Now, according to Variety, the NBA superstar is teaming up with the Oscar-winning actress to create the first scripted drama for Spring Hill. Now, the limited series is set to chronicle the life and career of entrepreneur and social activist Madam C.J. Walker, and it will be starring Spencer. Now, sources tell the publication that Netflix is interested in picking up the series. However, the streaming giant... has has yet to comment on its involvement. So I'm really hoping that this happens.
1: Let let them know who Madam C.J. Walker is. Get a little history lesson.
0: Okay, so for those of you who are not familiar with Madam C.J. Walker, first you need to Google. Um, (laughs) And next, um, I'll give you a little bit of background about her, but she was actually the first African-American female um, millionaire. Yeah. So and how
1: she get that money. This is why Stacey selling loves her so much. hair care products. Ah, yeah, it is. You about that hair, see? <laughs>
0: you know, women, we've always been focused on the hair. And especially, you know, black women.
1: And it's see, all madam, about the hair. she was that first like, yeah, I see these sisters be going crazy about this hair. How this high comb right here? I'm going to start trying. She like open the first line. Press the first head. Yeah, she was what I got all this stuff going. Yes,
0: Not, yes. Her so.
1: don't Madam C.J. Walker.
0: Yes, shout out to Madam C.J. Well, Walker. No. Your legacy lives
1: on. It does, because y'all still go crazy about that hair.
0: Absolutely. Now, my final story, Rishon, you should appreciate this story, because one of your favorite artists is actually opening up a nightclub right here in Detroit.
1: Uh, Can you guess who? I think I know you talking about. That. I heard a little bit of this earlier today. Go ahead and tell.
0: Yes. Queen of Soul, right. Aretha Franklin, right, says that baby. she is planning to move back into the city of Detroit and she plans to open up the nightclub that she has
1: always wanted to open see. for years. Now that's that ISVCT right there, boy. Yes. the queen.
0: Shout out Detroit to Detroit Miss Franklin. So Tell us
1: all how to sign
0: Yes, I'm looking forward to the opening of your club. I definitely will be in attendance. Hopefully I can get a personal invite, you know, to the opening, Miss Franklin. You know, yeah. just put a little...
1: You know, we're gonna there. shoot that out there. Put yeah. That out there in the universe. Tools. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about, as we discussed earlier, the earlier the very controversial uh, incident that happened in Charlottesville, um, and just racial tensions that are currently going on right now among us. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get out best best Come on. And we're back on unapologetic. And tonight we're talking about racial tensions uh, right now in the U.S. Um, in light of everything that has happened in Charlottesville and things that have just been ongoing in the past recent years. And we just want to talk about what we can do to maybe help to change the situation. If we can change the situation, just how can we move forward in this country and when it comes to race relations. So I know this is a... A touchy subject for a lot of people. I know it's sensitive, but it's something that has to be talked about because if you don't talk about it, nothing will ever change. It's
1: not going away.
0: Right. It's not going away. But if you stand, what is the quote? You already know it.
1: If you stand for something. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for for anything. anything. So you
0: have to talk about things.
1: Um, Because the way I look at it, too, is not saying anything When you have uh, the power or the platform or even, dare I say, the privilege to say something and you choose not to, you're still just as guilty because I don't understand why it's something that is still touchy and still sensitive to talk about, you know? And I know we say, you know, it's 2017, but what you have to remember is during the height of, like, when it was an all-time bad, like... During, like, recent times, like 1957, think about that. That wasn't that far ago. Mm-hmm. There are people that still alive that know firsthand how conditions was back then. Mm-hmm. So we get the Civil Rights Bill in the 60s, and that was supposed to take care of everything. No, they just told them you couldn't be racist in public. You just couldn't just be blatantly racist anymore. And now it's scary because I see that tide shifting back. how it was before and what's scary is this is a different day and age black people ain't scared of y'all no more (laughs) they're fighting back you see what i'm saying and you know as gratifying because i did see this video of it was a group of young you know brothers young black guys and they jumped one of those white supremacists Who had the Confederate flag He was proud I don't know why he was in by himself And I don't know what neighborhood he was in But they got him They 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 got him good And as gratifying as that was And as pleasing as that was It's like, but that ain't the way
0: <laughs> Well, no, because I that, don't that condone ain't. violence In, you know, I don't, any way However Shape or form No, but So that's not the solution That's not Um, But what I will say is
1: but, uh, but go ahead it's, it's not the solution You're absolutely right It's not right And I was I try my best not to get into these Facebook debates About stuff like this Because I post what I post You like it, you like it You don't, you don't Get the hell on But someone You know Of a different persuasion Had said Oh this is just giving them another reason To say that you know People of color and liberals Are just violent and I'm saying, but you're looking at it that way. I see people just frustrated at just how things are. You can only oppress people for so long. They're going to fight back. We ain't our grandparents. <laughs> this generation would knock you the hell out. That's what I'm afraid of. And it's kind of like it, it, that's not – we're going to kill each other that way.
0: Well – it could definitely turn into an all out race war. Yeah, which definitely. It's something that I hope and pray will never happen just because that would not solve a thing if we're just fighting. Do I think that racism is going to go away? No, I don't. You know, no. I think that a lot, you know, has happened in terms of progression. Over the years, I mean, I never thought I would live to see the day where we would have a black president. Yeah. And as gratifying as that was, look at all the things that he faced during his presidency. Hmm. Because they constantly reminded him that he was black and exactly. he was not
1: wanted exactly. in
0: office. And or how, they gave him a hard time regarding every decision that he tried exactly to make.
1: Everything. So. And he handled it so well. Gra- too. With
0: so, so much grace. Yes. But, you know, oh, that man. like I said, as much as we have progressed, it still feels at times like we still haven't gotten that far.
1: Yeah, I, I, I understand definitely what you mean. It's kind of like as far as we've come, mm-hmm. we are still where we've always been.
0: Right. And it's yeah. we're reminded in some way, shape or form every day. Yeah. Right, like, no, you're not on an equal playing field here. Know your place. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Know your place. place. Play it well. Don't get too
0: loud. Don't talk too much.
1: And it's sad that we have to be that way because I always have to say, because case in point, um, I hate to use this man as an example, but, you know, former mayor of Detroit, Kwame Kilpatrick, you know, he's serving that, you know, ridiculously long sentence. And I used to always hear black people say, Oh, that's not fair. He's doing nothing that white mayors have never done before. I'm like, yeah, that may be true. But guess what the difference is? You just said it. White mayors. We would never be equal. And I'm sorry to say that. It's just... You know how certain things just are the way that they are? Yeah. Like, you're just going to get old. You're going to yeah. die. You know, just certain things. The sun is going to rise. It's going to set. Just certain things are inevitable because when you said racism is never going away, and I agree with that because that's, we all a little racist inside. You know, we when I say we all a little racist, we're well, not racist, but we all a little prejudiced inside. You know It's certain You know Things that we say Of stereotypes That you know We like to make fun of You know that, Those are prejudices Let's just call it What they are And we're all guilty of them You know what I mean Not all Asian people Do nails <laughs> Not all white people Can't dance You know Not all black people Like fried chicken I'm just giving you Examples of What I'm talking about The prejudices That we do But Because of those That's why racism Is never going away But can we just Be tolerable If you don't like me Because of the color of my skin That's fine But just let me live my life That's all I ask Just stay over there And let me do me You don't have to like me For no reason Because you don't But you do have the right To let me exist And let me be
0: I guess for me, I'm just more curious to know why a person is racist. Because racism is something that is definitely taught. It's not something that you're born with. Absolutely.
1: And we've seen
0: that time and time again when we see young children interact and they don't care, you know, what race the other one is. They're just playing, they're having a good time. So I'm always curious to know where racism stems from. It's like, did you have a negative experience with another specific race? Are you just racist towards that certain group of people? Does or do you not
1: you right, or be? do you
0: yeah. not like all groups of people of color or like you said, were you taught to specifically Not like a certain, you know, race or group of people or to not like anyone of color where you taught that, where you taught that they're wrong. Because I just want to know, what is it about someone that is not of your race that is so bad, that is so terrible, that you have to have this type of hate within you? That's what I'm curious to know. Like, for example, if there was some type of traumatic event that may have occurred— that affected you personally, and it was by a certain person of a certain race. I can't justify that. However, that would be something that's a little bit more explainable.
1: Yeah, you. Justifiable. When, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: when you just don't like someone just because they're of another race. And that's
1: your only reason? And that's
0: your only reason? It's like... Okay, I mean, and we hear it all the time, right? Like, oh well, black people are this or black people are that, and it's like, well, that's not my experience. I don't do those things. My parents don't do those things. So, are you talking about a specific group of black people? Because we can talk about a specific group of white people, Mm -hmm. a specific group of Asian people, absolutely. Because there are people that do things just because that's who they are. That's their character. It has nothing nothing to do do with their their race.
1: Color, absolutely. And it's so funny, like you said, where does this stem from? And are you taught this? Do you get—because the scariest thing, the scariest and the most shocking thing about that whole event that happened in Virginia, those wasn't old baby boomers out there. Those were, like, millennials. Mm -hmm. Those are young people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, because I was thinking, you know, maybe racism could be a thing of the past. You know, them racist baby boomers from back in the day, you know, they slowly dying off. But oh no, It's a whole nother little, and they call themselves white nationalists, whatever that, fuck that means. But
0: were the baby boomers the ones that taught the that, millennials exactly. to
1: Exactly. And it's like they're carrying on that legacy. And that's a scary, scary thing. Because, again, if you don't like me because I am black, that's fine. You don't Live in your ignorance Live in your hate Live in your small mind But you do And you are Going to let me be and, and and that's all I ask
0: Alright well we're going to take A quick break But when we come back We're going to continue This conversation And um, let's just get deep Into it Let's mm-hmm. get more deep into it we need
1: to talk about Ways of improving What can be done
0: Absolutely so Don't go anywhere We'll be right back you are listening to Unapologetic And that was Michael Jackson Yeah, with I saw black, you over
1: black, there white. Rocking downstairs. I was Yeah, it was your guy That, huh? was,
0: that was my song You know, yeah. I love Michael yeah,
1: We Rest didn't peace, know if Michael. he was black or white you know. that King of Pop Rest in peace He was black Yes, he was black And he was all about racial equality too If you stop dancing for a minute And really listen to the lyrics of his song He was all about racial equality So, big ups to Michael Jackson Using his platform for some good
0: <laughs> what <did I> say? <laughs> Give him as
1: props.
0: We'll talk about Michael in Another Conversation So, Rest in peace, Michael Jackson one of the best artists of all time but we're gonna get back into our conversation and get a little deeper into this so we're talking about racial tensions in the country right now and ways that we can actually improve racial relations in the u.s and we're joined by our wonderful studio engineer kate hello hi
2: kate
1: Kate. (laughs) how are you
2: Yes. Good, good. How are you? I'm
0: good. So thank you for participating in this conversation because we did ask her on the break if she would participate in the conversation because she is a white female in this country. And I'm just curious to know your perspective on everything that has been happening and what happened in Charlottesville.
2: Well, my perspective on it is it's it's disgusting and embarrassing Mm. Some like this isn't the only event that's happened. This one was absolutely awful. I mean, 19 people were injured mm-hmm. in
1: yeah, just that
2: one incident alone. Someone was and killed. this is, yeah. and someone else was killed, yeah. and 19 were injured. Yeah. All because one person is filled with so much hate. I don't understand that. I was raised to always put hate behind you. If you want to be angry, you do sports or something. <laughs> like, don't. I. I honestly have no there's no excuse it's just people raised with awful morals or people who have it in their head that they're superior mm-hmm. and better and it's gonna be very very hard and very long to even get close to somewhat overcoming this in any way it's it's awful and it's it's embarrassing and disgusting it's that's all it is
1: no can I ask you do you know anyone personally who has those issues views and those opinions
2: um well i was raised in a small town so i've come across a few people that have that goodness hey, <laughs> <it's unapologetic>. they <laughs> are absolutely terrible backwoods rednecks okay. that just i don't know how they managed to survive this long <laughs> <laughs> now, they are
1: now, what do you think like you said so you knowing them what do you, where have you seen them just get it from if, if you've seen it at all like
2: for the most part it's a lot of people who moved up from down south and just settled in a small area and it's for some reason it was res- and where I'm from that's what I've noticed is it's resolved around kind of those people where they have this attitude where they're superior and all this other stuff and I'm like you sit at home (laughs) all day watching TV and buying groceries with your bridge card because you're too lazy to go out there and get a job you're not better than anyone and it's I'm not fully sure how they came to have that mindset because those aren't people I wanted to spend enough time with so (laughs) to get to know how they got to that mindset but I have noticed it's
1: and and I, how do you handle people like that? As being a a white woman yourself, like when you will you see that, do you, or do you say anything? Or
2: um, I am someone who's not afraid of confrontation no, no, or conflict. No. So it's for you the most part, I either try to steer clear or I'll say something. Mm. I know I will, and that's a battle. When someone has this ideal in their head. There's nothing you can physically say to make them change their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you're going to do is start a yeah. fight.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
2: that's not going to make the situation any better.
1: Because and, and the reason why I ask, you know, do you speak? Because I always say that the black man's best friend is the white man. And I know that sounds crazy. It's because... I keep telling, you know, black people this fight for white supremacy is not our fight. Because if we could have done something about this, we would have been doing something about this a long time ago. We need more white allies to stand up and say, no, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this because we can do it till we blue in the face as we've been doing it till we're blue in the face. You see what I'm saying? And they shut us down. They silence us. They tell us to get over it. They even try to make us think that it does not exist and say what you want about Donald Trump. I'm actually appreciative of him for the fact that he's exposing a lot of them who's been in shadows, who's been hiding. Yeah, I wanna oh, yeah, see they're you. All coming I wanna up know now. Right, I wanna know who you are so I can handle you how I need to handle and you. And I will
0: I will agree with that because one thing that I have always said is that I can actually respect someone who blatantly says, Listen, I don't <laughs> like you for the color of your skin. Rather than someone that hides and doesn't acknowledge it, but they deny me an opportunity because I am
1: black exactly because exactly. I know
0: what to handle. I know what to deal with if I know you know okay, you don't like me because I'm black, but if you're hiding, then that doesn't give me the opportunity to make a fair judgment and assessment i'm just I'm trying to figure out well what's wrong with me, what exactly. did I do wrong when really it was just because i was I was black,
1: black and you were coward. And you didn't want to express that because, like, you know, okay, so I don't – if I know that you have those ideas, I don't want to be bothered with you. That I know exactly. You stay over right. there. Exactly. That's and how I, I feel about
2: some of the people that have that views, too. Like, I don't want to associate myself or spend any of my time or share the same air with you if this is your mindset. And I feel like there's not enough people willing to stand up and help mm-hmm. out. Like, just because you're not – black doesn't mean that you can't stand up and help right now like if there's people all around that don't deserve to be put through the things they are and to be told the things they are and have to go through the experience and be judged like it's the same thing as sexism like as a woman I've been I've been told some terrible things in workplaces and not can you imagine just a whole race Mm. and not and like, still, a, like, I was say, imagine being do a like, black like, woman. Look, imagine being a black woman. A black so I got, woman. I got the Can you imagine track. what they double have double put women. on them? And I have been. Mm. I've made friends of all colors, shapes, sizes, everything. Mm-hmm. I don't discriminate in any way. As long as I like who you physically are as a person, mm-hmm. that's what I judge people on.
0: Absolutely.
1: And
2: there's. I'm not afraid to stand up for my friends. Uh, growing up, one of my friends, James, he was, we were like really close. Like he was close with my cousin. They played sports. We grew up together. He was like, you know, an extra big brother I didn't want. Because, <laughs> you know, they're always picking on you. The right. noogies. The amount of noogies I've received as a child. Yeah, but <laughs> but someone keyed his car one day. And I know who it was. And it was a kid in my class. And I made him cry.
1: <laughs> Good but job. Okay. People
2: need to stand up and support others just because you feel like, oh, well, I I don't want to get involved because it's not really—it's not my, my fight. fight. <laughs> no, it's kind of your yeah, fight. It, it is all around you, and if you're you're being a coward if you're not willing to stand up and, and at least support and the another cause.
1: It's being selfish. It's kind of like a hungry person is begging you for food, and you have a refrigerator full of food, and your response is, "Well, yeah, if I give you this, I really don't want to get." It. What I mean is you certain people have the power to speak up to to be heard have that platform and they make the choice not to and that is like i said just equally as bad like you say you take a blind eye to it yeah it may not affect you directly but it should affect you somehow just just the The consideration for human life (laughs) just for another person because I love how you said that when a person has that mindset that you really can't change that no it's so so deeply imprinted
0: okay I want you to hold that thought because we're going to take a quick break but when we come back we're going to talk about how a person's mindset was actually changed and this is a personal experience Mm -hmm. that I'm going to share with all of you so Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm going to share this personal story of a person that actually did change their mind. So we'll be right back. We are back on Unapologetic. And we are talking about racial relations uh, in the country right now. And before the break, we were talking about whether or not people can actually change their mindsets if they are indeed racist. And I actually have a personal story in which someone did change their mindset. So my grandparents bought a home in Sterling Heights in 1976. And at the time, they were the first... African American family to move into the city of Sterling Heights. So it was a big deal because everyone knew exactly who we were. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh and, you know, we definitely dealt with some race, you know, some racist issues. Um the N-word was spray painted on our garage twice.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um my mom's car was egged. Um, you know, we were blatantly called the N-word when we would go shopping uh, sometimes, where there's the grocery store or whatever. Uh, so, it, it was it was difficult, and as a little kid, it was hard because I was the only black person in terms of a little black kid in the neighborhood, and I felt like no one understood me because kids wouldn't want to play with me, or you know, mm. it was it was hard. I, I'm not gonna lie, it, it was hard. But this is the story. So, our next door neighbor, his name's Mr. Steve. And Mr. Steve was like Archie Bunker, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Archie
0: and Punk. he was not feeling the Smith family moving in next door, okay? Mm-hmm. He, he was not happy. Um, And he blatantly let it be known that he was not trying to associate with the Smiths, and he did not want us there.
1: Oh, no part.
0: No parts. But... My grandmother, being the loving, sweet woman that she was, whenever she would cook or have a barbecue or whatever it is, she always went over to their home and personally invited them over. And one day he actually came with his wife and he sat down and he had a conversation with my grandfather and at that moment, everything changed because he realized that my grandfather was just like him. And it's so crazy how their lives were so parallel because my grandfather worked at Chrysler. He worked at Ford. Hmm. My grandfather had one daughter, two sons. Steve had one daughter, two sons. Hmm. They were the same age group. And at that moment, he realized, you know what? This man is really just like me. Bad. He's just black.
1: Exactly. Just Chocolate.
0: And from that moment, friends. Friends for life. And you even know this, Rayshawn, because his son, Randy. Remember you always <laughs> talked about Randy? I
1: know Randy.
0: That's Randy. I still talk to Randy to this day. We're still very close to the Pellick family. So shout out to uh, the Pellick family. They are like my family. And I am so grateful that that happened because... As a child, that showed me that people can change, but they have to be willing to do so. They have to be willing to open up their minds. And at that moment, Mr. Steve, he has passed away. He passed away, actually, um, when I was about 10, 11 years old. But at that moment, he opened up his mind to see, okay, you know what? This man is not much different from who I am. He's just black. That's it.
1: And that's a beautiful story, and I think if um, we can reach more that way, great, but then you do have those that you know there's a lot of calls,
0: oh yeah, you can't change like uh, can't, can't change, change everyone everyone you can't expect to change the world overnight,
1: yeah, but you know that right there gave me hope, you know what I mean, because. I'm like there's no change in these people. You know what I mean? I mean, I have some ideas of what I would do, but I'm not going to share them here. But it, it doesn't involve a conversation. But I love that because like you said they were able to change his mindset and then like you said and I met Randy, that would be his son. Mm-hmm. That was one of the nicest men I've ever met, black, white, whatever the case, I man, he was just the nicest man. Mm-hmm. No color, period. And the fact that your parents were, you know, these racist bigots for one point in time, I would never known that. Mm-hmm. So that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I would say it, it can all be taught. All, all this crap, you guys, it, it, it's taught. It, no one wakes up hating anything unless they're taught to hate that. Or we'll put it like this. No one's taught to hate a person unless, like you said, Stacey, something happened to you. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you have to be taught that there's too much going on in the world, y'all. Let's just all just get along. If you don't like me because I'm black, then if you see me come a street, just cross it.
0: Yeah, this is what I will say <laughs> to all of those that are racist. Mm-hmm. If you have an issue...
1: I mean, who's probably not listening. With but... other
0: races, <laughs> right. But if you do have an issue with other races, Just leave
1: them alone. Yeah,
0: just live your life. But this is what I will ask of you. And I know... That, you know, I'm really asking for a lot, probably. But I just would ask that you at least try to have a conversation with someone of another race and actually get to know who they are as a person and their character instead of just judging them by the color of their skin. And that's all I ask. Just take one day to just talk to one person that's of another race. That's what I challenge you to do. And just learn about who they are and then make a judgment on whether or not that's someone that you would choose to associate yourself with.
1: Mm-hmm. Because, mind you, there's some black people that I don't choose not to associate myself with.
0: But that's based on their character. And
1: their character so. had nothing to do. And then I don't think I do ask for you white, you know, nationalists, for whatever y'all want to call yourselves. the next time y'all want to rally and get together, need the tiki torches in your backyards, okay? How you looking tough? And and, and intimidating with tiki torches, tiki torches, tiki torches. Okay, y'all. Yeah, you you don't get no whiter than that. Okay. They had khakis, polo shirts and tiki torches.
0: All right. All right. Well, (laughs) thank you all of you for listening, Kate. Thank you for joining in on the conversation this evening.
1: That was heavy
2: anytime.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. We appreciate you. But thank you all for listening out there. And again, you know, I challenge those of you to open up your minds and judge people based on the content of their character and not the color of
1: their skin. And that's both ways, you guys, too. So we, we both sides need to be open to conversation and just learning to agree to disagree and just exist.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. All right. Until next time, We wish you love, peace, and we're going to wish you a little soul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, we're out. Peace out.